Welcome to the Dreams and Money podcast. Join me as I talk to inspiring, trailblazing millennials who are breaking barriers and being bosses in their careers and personal lives. On this episode, I speak to Tafara Makopa, the managing director at the Wall of Entertainment Group, who has produced YouTube's favourites game shows such as Questions with Young Philly and Does the Shoe Fit? With nearly 600,000 subscribers, the platform has achieved over 3.5 billion views and has collaborated with huge brands such as Foot Asylum to create content that is viewed by millions of people each week. Safara has also executive produced short films such as Joy, Share a Story, Wade in the Water and Young Bane's HBK The Prequel. He talks about being a talent manager for famous YouTuber Young Philly, being an executive producer, falling in love with filming at a young age. We discuss the struggles of finding love and so much more. So stay tuned in. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to a new episode of the Dreams and Money podcast. As always, I never disappoint. I've got an amazing guest, a special guest. She's lying. <laughs> she had to Zim. pay me five grand to be here, but my, anyway, it's okay. My fellow Zim. Oh yeah, I, I did have to pay him quite a lot of money because I mean, it's a special guest and it's hard to put in couple coins in his bank account to make sure he is here with me i have tafara makopa is that what we do we clap what do yeah we do? you can there we go yay. yay make it sound like there's a few more people yay <laughs> yeah so tafara is a director mm-hmm. executive producer mm-hmm. talent manager mm-hmm. and what else do you do that i don't know about that i've missed out uh, chef you're a chef oh yeah okay uh stand-up comedian Really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I kind of doubted that one. So you are the executive producer and talent manager at the War of Entertainment Group, yeah, which has produced a lot of YouTube favorites and game shows such as Questions with Young Philly. Mm-hmm. We've got Group Chat, mm-hmm. Who's Got Game, and the popular Who. Wow, that's a whole lie. And the popular <laughs> Does the Shoe Fit, yep. which has a lot of digital creators. We've got Young Philly. We've got Chance. Chunks. I'm Harry Panero. HP. Um, We've had Conan, two seasons. We've had Jack, KSI. Jack who? Fowler. We had Conan for two seasons, because we're just about to do season five. We just hit here first. Um, So yeah, we are going to do season five soon. Um, Okay, that's a Dreams and Money exclusive right there. It is. So first episode with KSI, obviously Chunks of Philly with KSI. Second episode, that's when we saw the introduction of Harry and Jack. Third episode, we had... Jordan. How can I forget Jordan? Ah, who's who's Jordan? Jordan again? See, how can I forget Jordan? <laughs> but yeah, we're Jordan and Jordan and Conan on season three. And then obviously season four, we had Conan again. And who's who's the fourth person? Oh, Harry. Harry came back. Harry Panera came back for season four. I mean, I feel like all of those, you've got three different roles that you are multitasking. Mm-hmm. But you didn't start off in the social media world and the digital creation world. Yep. Like, what? where did you begin and how did you get here? So actually, when I actually started, started as a kid, I first picked up a camera when I was about nine. Yeah, I know. It was at camcorders. You know, like the camcorders yeah. where you had to yeah, put yeah, that yeah, little, yeah, yeah. The little thing and then like, yeah. So I first picked up a camcorder when I was nine. Like one, my mum was already here at the time, I was still in Zim. So she, she came back one, came back on Christmas and she had like this camcorder. And then she was like, oh, you know, we can film and we can do this. I was like, oh, brilliant. So we'll do that. Um, and then I started playing around with it and I really fell in love with it and just like capturing stuff. So now I start doing all the like 
family parties, gatherings, and oh, so the, you were vlogging before vlogging before was vlogging a thing. was a thing. Yeah, so you were the original OG vlogger. Vlogging. Okay. And by the time I got to about eleven, I was so good on it. Like I was actually probably the best in in the whole town. Um, I did my first wedding when I was eleven. What? I know, I know. And they trusted you to do an entire wedding. Here's here's fun facts now, right? So when around that time, I must have been around eleven, twelve. Uh, one of my best friends still lives in Zim. His name is Josh. His sister and Yari was getting married, and they'd hired like a video a cameraman or whatever it is. Then Josh just said to me, "Yo, bring bring your camera as well because you know it'd be good." Then I filmed on the day that like hired another guy as well to film. Filmed on the day, and then I showed them my tape that I'd filmed. Then Yari was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna pay you." So I remember getting paid ten thousand Zim dollars. Wow, right? you were big balling. I was twelve at the time. I was excited. That's what kind of like ignited the passion for filmmaking. Yeah. Um, and as you know, you know, life happens and things happen in life that kind of takes a different way. So I then completely not fell out of love. I just didn't connect with it as much um, as I was getting a teenager because I didn't really see much. And unfortunately, when you grow up in a not unfortunately, it is unfortunate, but it's also not unfortunate. Like no one really says there is a career in filmmaking when you're yeah. growing up. Like well, for, when you don't see it that much, and yeah. you're not really seeing so nobody people around be professional me. videographers and exactly. get paid and make a good living out of it. Exactly. So the only videographer that I knew was the uncle that did videos at church, but also was a nurse. So it was like, so it was never really like a thing that he did. Like an and actual solid career exactly, option that you saw. Exactly. So, so because of just that lack of understanding and vision. And when you grow up in a Zim household, come on, you're either a teacher, a doctor, a pilot. Or what's the other one? Maybe like a lawyer. A lawyer. That's the one. Yeah, those, that's lawyer. the top four. That's your top four. Yeah. And if it's not that. And then an accountant started coming up a bit more. Um, so that's like your top five jobs that you kind of grow up knowing. So I just kind of thought, and I was just good at maths when I was in school. Maths was that like kind of like the easiest thing. So I then gravitated towards maths and business. I'd always had a passion for business. And then, yeah, then went and done an economics degree at uni. That's when everything changed again. And then, yeah, that was my world. So then did my chartership, my, my accounting qualifications and stuff. Oh, so, so you're like a full accountant? Almost there. I've got a couple, I've got, I think, I don't know if I've got, if I've got one more paper. I've got one more paper that I've been supposed to do. I've got one more paper I'm supposed to do and I haven't done in years. Okay. So I don't know if, I don't know if I'm ever going to go around to doing it. So you're kind of sort of yeah. a, a certified so, accountant. What do they call them? Pop, pop qualified. Yeah, pop qualified chartered. Um, yeah, so I'm chartered, yeah. Okay. And then, um, so when did you partner up with the guys at All of Comedy and how did that relationship transition into you becoming part of the team? So... Weird. I know everything is so weird. The story is weird. <laughs> so how I even got to partner around with JMP. So how it started is, so I went to uni in Portsmouth. Um, why did I go to Portsmouth? I just wanted to be far from Leicester. That was my... Fair. And that how, is the furthest from, yeah, from Leicester. Yeah, the furthest I could get. And how I got to Portsmouth is, you know, when you apply for uni, you've got like your four choices, five choices. Yeah. So I'd done my four and I needed one more, right? And I was like, oh, which one is it going to be? And I was walking around the... Um, the library at my college in Leicester. I was just trying to find the, the, the fifth uni. And then I saw this, what what's that called? Prospect. I can never mm-hmm. say that Prospectus. word. Prospectus. And there was like a Spinnaker Tower in mm-hmm. Portsmouth. So if you're from Portsmouth, like Spinnaker Tower is like the the thing. Like outside of Spinnaker Tower, there's nothing else. So it was like the thing. And it was, it's like this beautiful build. Like it's not, 
yeah, it's like a building-ish, but it's, it's like, I was like, oh, where is that? Because mm. I'd never seen it ever. That was the first time I've ever seen it. Then he said Portsmouth University. I said, ooh, this like, is interesting. Where is, that? What's this? where is that? So I then went on Google, typed Portsmouth directions. I was like, wow. This is far. This is this is like 180 miles away. This is my cup of tea. At that point, I thought I was going to go to Manchester at the time. I was like, yeah, this is it. So then I went to Portsmouth. And while I was at Portsmouth, um, I was fortunate enough uh, to be at uni around the same time as as crept right and this time i didn't know who crept was or crept and conan or anything like that but a very good friend of mine at uni guy called michael was was close with crept and kind of started telling me who crept was and and what they were doing and stuff like that and the music and stuff like that and then i had a few encounters with crept at uni when one of the first few things was like he came back from london this time like i remember i'm, st I'm still from leicester this is all new to me yeah uh, he came back from london from filming and i think the video was like uh, panorama activity or something like that. i think that's the name of the song um he came back and was talking to michael and i was sat with michael he was telling us about this video ah like, oh, i've just done a mad one you know it's like the eminem thing i'm just thinking who's this guy like, why is <laughs> like who is this man so then Michael started playing me their music and stuff that they were doing. And, and, and I was just like, wow, this, this guy is actually doing something. And then I just started researching into the world a bit more. That's when I met, that's when I started knowing about Cadet and all of those other people around him. And then I went home for summer and all the kids at church are talking about Crepton Conan. I'm like, nah. Like, where like have I been? Yeah, so, like, what rock were you hiding under that yeah, like you so, didn't know who they were? Exactly. So off the back of that, you know, I then just kind of start following what they were doing, just as a fan and inspired by what they were doing. Um, and then my friend, Ashley, then dragged me to go to Liverpool. I think it was Liverpool. It was um, BBC One Extra. And we're already late. I hate being late. And then I was late today, bro. I hate being late. And then he's like, oh, um, let's go KFC. I'm hungry. I'm like, what do you mean KFC? I'm hungry. And in KFC, that's when I met Cadet. And I was like, oh my God, that's that's Cadet. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. Like, then we'd seen each other at like a couple of events before and just kind of like being in that same circle, me knowing of him from following what they were doing and spoken a couple of times. Like, oh my God, yeah, you know, let's keep in touch. And that's when we like, swapped details. Then from then, we started talking a bit more. Uh, he then introduced me to his manager, Ruben, and Ruben just kind of took me in as like part of their, their organization unofficially. So Cadet was a, was a big gamer at the time. And he's like, and then I was working a game at this time. It was a massive game. I was like, look, we're trying to do some stuff marketing-wise. Why don't you come in? He's like, oh, you need to meet Young Philly. <sighs> Who's this now? Do you know, like, I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> you, you meet one person, they go, meet this person, yeah, and meet this person. The next and person. And then um, I remember first time I met Philly, him and Cadet came over to do like an event that I just asked him to do. Um, and I was like, wow, this kid is talented. So me and Philly just got to talking. He's like, do you know what? You know, Philly, blah, I love your energy. You know, you yeah. need to meet Javan. I was like, oh, here we go again. Another, Another person, person I need, I to, need meet. to meet, you know. <laughs> um, and then around the time, you know, long story short, then I started doing, I started working a game and um, a new marketing director came on board and said, look, we want to move the direction to be a bit more fun. I was like, oh, I know the people for you. Uh, so I started, you know, I was a fan of Mandem on the Wall from the start. So when he's telling me to meet Javan, I'm like, that's another person to meet. But I know who that is. Uh, and I know who Percy is. I know who Dee is and everyone else and stuff. So I then met Javan and Percy on a, when I was we're still working a game to work together on a project, like a like a, a marketing campaign. Yeah. And so, for those who may not know who they are, so they are the creators of the Mandem on, Mandem the, Wall, on the Wall, which was yeah. a YouTube talk, kind of a talk show, right? So, yeah, it was like a, 
a parody a top show. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a fa- it was the you know gate opening for all of this stuff that we kind of see now. Um, so off the back of that meeting, we just had a conversation, and he was like, "Okay, like, I actually like these guys, but I could see the potential of what they're trying to do. I was like, I could actually be of help." And then fast forward a few weeks later. I started talking to Javan a bit more, started talking to P a bit more, started speaking to Philly a lot more as well. And, and we started doing a few more stuff. We did one more other event together, just me working at game. Then we went to meet them again. And then I was like, actually, these guys are really, really cool. Then the best salesman in the world is a guy called Javan Wade. That man can sell you anything. <laughs> so he then, then off the back of our conversation, rang me, I remember, rang me on, it must have been like Skype or something. And I was at my house and I still lived in Southampton at the time. And then he's telling me about the dream, the ambition, and what he's trying to take the business. He's like, look, I want you to come on board and work with us, but I need you to be, don't just come on board and work with us. You need to be part of us. Like, you know, I love what you're doing and what you've done at game. I was just like, this guy. Like, like a partnership. Yeah, so you, like, con- you had then created that relationship between yeah, them and game the organization. Yeah, and exactly. To put events together, together, which they really hadn't done been before. Doing before. Yeah, it was, never, it was never anything that was done at that time before. And he's like, look, I really need you to like come join the team, come join the team. Uh, and yeah, four years in, here we are. It's just mad. I know. It's just weird <laughs> coincidences that happened at different points. And yeah, here like we are. Like a sequence of events. Exactly. And yeah. Coincidences yeah. that just married each other into kind of 100%. the perfect storm. And then now you're here. 100%. Okay. So now you are a talent manager. What's that like? Um, and who are you managing at the moment? Stress. <laughs> I love the honesty. I love the honesty. Um, it's like, you know what? It's stress. I'm not going to lie to stress. you. It's stress. It's stress. And yeah, who I manage, most of my time I manage is Philly. I do bits of bobs with chunks as well. Mostly like on the TV and radio side. You know, we've got two other kids that we've, extremely talented kids that we've got on board. One kid called Makai, incredible. Another one called Aiden. So MK Frey and Ace Moles, incredible. Absolutely incredible. But yeah, that's that's the roster. And how long have you been doing that for? Philly, two years now, I think. Yeah, two years. Mm. It's a long time, not a long time as well. About age 10 years. I think the beautiful thing about the space that we're in, um, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before, is that we're in a space where people can create their own careers. 100%. Design your own path and design it in a way that you would be absolutely happy with. 100%, Um, yeah. And I feel like... I mean, you're not a creator in that sense. Like, I'm not front camera. No, I hate but... being front of camera. I hate it. <laughs> he says whilst we're recording. I know. I know. No, I actually but, um, hate it. But yeah. But you know, like you work with people that are also able to do so, and I feel like you're also in a position where you get to create the different the projects that you work on, mm-hmm. and you get to collaborate with different people. Mm-hmm. What do you think the future is looking like now for you guys, for the team, as well as just like content creators in general? I think like right now, um, content is a new currency and everyone trades through content. So if you look at brands, for example, like Nike for, a Nike advert is content, but you never really saw it as content when you're growing up. It's just an advert. But yeah. then content creators are who people follow. People love the talent. So you could have, you know, use like a Dusty Shoe Fit, for example, as, an, as, as a show, right? People love Philly. People love Chunks. People love Harry. People love Conan. People love all of those people that are coming on that show. So then, then you marry that with a with a great format. Then it works. But what that's also done, while everyone is screaming TV is dead, TV is dead. But people are watching more content than they watched before. 
So it's like the future is actually TV is conforming more to what digital does. And the reason why digital has done so well is you can you can do you can be very raw and very honest. Like I don't know if if ever we had a show like Questions with Philly, for example. I don't know if that show would ever make it to TV back then. But oh, I think yeah. like now it would. Because that's who that's what people love to watch. That's what yeah. yeah. I think people like the different personalities and watching people that we feel like we can relate to. Yeah. And and we like to engage with content. A hundred percent. Looks and feels like our reality. A hundred percent. Even if it's like in entertainment, but it's people that we can relate to, people that are friends. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're watching somebody, you're like, Oh yeah, like I can see me and this person being friends. 100%, Whereas like yeah. before traditional television was very almost a different reality to the reality that you live. Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, so, okay. Part of being a social media content creator manager, right? Yeah. I'm sure it goes beyond just the, the business and it gets personal. It, ha- it starts personal before it can go business. Oh. Yeah. It's always that way around because the relationship you have with a client, it's, it feels weird even saying client because it's more like brothers. Yeah. Like, especially with me and the guys, it's like a brotherhood where there's there's a 100% element of trust. You're going to disagree on a lot of things, but you're going to agree on a lot of things as well. And it's like that direction and creative differences and creative directions and that brutal honesty. It's, it's like a brotherhood. So That's then the best with, way I can describe with it. that being said, when... So they are the talent. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are things being front of the screen and they're the ones that are creating the content and they're the mm-hmm. ones with I guess the quote unquote followers of the fans mm-hmm. um, and there's certain things that they will go through 100%. being in front of millions of people that are watching them yeah. scrutinising them judging them 100% um, yeah. and just you know like a lot that they have to take on like, maybe this is just my assumption but as a manager I feel like you have to indirectly deal with that as well so if they are Constantly. going through something or they are being dragged by the timeline like, yeah you have to you have to deal with that and 100%. I mean, we're, we're saying this now and a couple of days ago you know philly was trending on twitter and yeah instagram yeah. and everything was was happening and mm-hmm. you know he was a trending topic like how do you deal with that as a manager and making sure that he's okay and managing that whole situation you protect what's the most important thing out of all of that and that's the person so in in situations like that is you have to take a step back and go we're humans first right and we also have feelings we bleed as much as everyone else does we cry we we laugh we smile and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and you do what's right for somebody's mental health first and then after that you then worry about what that that does the beautiful thing about the internet is it took, you know, another, uh, is it Kenzo who crashed her car? Yeah. And then everyone forgot about everything else. It was all about, oh my God, you should stop driving because you've crashed. But then at the same time, you're like, look, why are you abusing her? She's had a car accident. You know, many people have car accidents, but the difference is if I have a car accident tomorrow, nobody cares. Even if it's my fifth car accident in a week, nobody cares. No one cares, but so, because so, it's an influence, yeah, so you it have matters to, a bit more. Yeah, so you have to take a step back and just remember that you're human first. Okay. And you know, So how do you deal with that then? Or kind of help them through that? Because, you know, when... You, going back to like basics. Being, being, I, I can't imagine being a trending topic in the entire UK and <laughs> people are you know saying 10 million different things about me some in support some are berating me some are being 
absolutely and then when you look at it some of it you know it is just for banter or just for people for mm-hmm. a couple retweets or whatever for, for people to laugh yeah you have like, to be there for them because it's, it's an emotionally challenging time like everyone is par- everyone is scared everyone doesn't want to be there like everyone is scared nobody wants to be there and nobody wants to go through that like the example i always give everyone is that look to understand how they feel imagine if i say to you right now right we're gonna get the whole world to watch and you're gonna have to say everything you've ever done in your life everything put it out there oh no <laughs> just you see what i mean and Absolutely even not. even the best of the best people there is a story that you and one other person knows there is a story that you and maybe five other people knows and then there's a story that a thousand of people but they don't have that flexibility to do that because they leave their lives in front of everyone and we all chime in like we don't also have things or we that don't we yeah like to hide or things that, that we don't we like people talk about or not be comfortable or, it's not yeah. even about pride or bit or hiding yeah. you know but things that you're just not comfortable talking about or people having a an input on and that's the hard i think for me that's the hardest part of the job because you have to manage expectations from what the person is going through as a person you then have to relate that to what that means for the brand then you also have all these other brand relationships and partnerships and deals in place like contracts filming dates this that and the other and you're going to a client and you're going no we're not going to film today because he's just not in the right frame of mind or she's not in the right frame of mind we're not going to film oh yeah then then what does then just managing that whole process is the most emotionally it's the most taxing thing you can do because it's like your own brother or your own child. That's how you're going to have to look at it and go, yes. what would yeah. I do? Or just look at it as yourself. Like, would you, would you want to go out to work? If if somebody right now read out everything that you've ever done in your life, some of it, by the way, not not the way it happened, but the way they think it happened as well. Yeah, and so the it's not, way it's been depicted it, to have happened. The way happened. it's been depicted to have happened and, and what everyone is saying is it is when some of it is not even, some of it is not even true. Well, most of the things, actually, I should say, 95% of the things that trend are not true. They're based on a theory that then gets taken out of context and blown out of proportion and stuff like that. And then you just think, imagine, I wouldn't want to leave my house. Like personally, I wouldn't want to live my oh, house. Absolutely not. That's it's so difficult. Like yeah. I think I would. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> thinking about it now, you're not seeing me. I'm catching a flight to Zim, and I will Starting catch again. you guys yeah. in maybe next year if I feel like coming back. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if I feel like I can move past it and exactly. start and start again. But exactly. then again, they're in positions where they this is their entire life. Hundred percent. Their careers, their businesses, therefore. Yeah. You have no choice but to somehow move past it. A hundred percent. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about the copycats or the people that, let me not say copycats, the people that are inspired what you guys do and then try and emulate what you do Mm -hmm. and pretty much kind of copy what you've already been doing. So like with the different shows that you guys have created with your brand, how do you deal with that? Because if it was me, <laughs> you know, but then mixed. obviously like, okay, I think because you guys are such a massive brand and a company now, there's certain things that you can't do that a normal person would do. Like for me, I would feel like calling someone out or yeah. I'll, I'll be yeah. Twitter fingering like yeah, people uh, can't be original, they're copycats, da, 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 you know? <laughs> see, that's interesting because... I look at it in two ways, right? It depends to what extent. Okay. And it depends to... Actually, it really depends to what extent. 
somebody's done something. Like I used to get so outraged. Like I'd call Percy, I'd be fuming. I'll yeah. call Javan, I'm on FaceTime, I'm like, I need a postcode. I'm going there now. <laughs> but then I got to realise something. I got to realise that people can do that. They're allowed to do that because if you change four or five things on a format, you know, it's it's not it's not it's, it's, it's no it's, longer it's no longer that and all of these things and it's like so I had to quickly realise that no look that for me is motivation to keep elevating. So if I want to be the best and the best in the game and if us as a business want to create the best, we have to make sure that we set the bar so high that you have no choice but to just watch. I like that. I like that. So, like you have no choice but to engage. Yeah, you you can't copy it anymore because it's just it's just too crazy for you to even attempt to do it. Right. And that's and that's what you see like on most of the shows that we do. Nobody else does that. Like hand on heart, we produce the best dating show online, right? Numbers say it. Yeah. People have tried doing dating shows, but but they just but they just they just the they just don't hit the same, and they just. They're just not formatted the same. They're just not shot the same. They're just not edited the same. They're just not created the same. And, and, if- and the talent, I think another thing again, like the most important part of that mix is the talent that you have. Exactly. The people that you have that are able to just, you know, I think with someone like Chunks, like yeah. you're just born for it. You have the personality for it. 100%. You He's the are most... able to engage people in a way that someone else wouldn't be able to, to, do, it. to do it just because of who he is inherently is yeah so for instance like with him like just watching him he seems as if he's got such a a warm he's heart great guy. amazing like, soul so nice amazing soul genuine as well yeah. whereas like some people Clean like heart. you're just like eh. amazing like you're, amazing you're, you're forcing it like he just doesn't 100 percent. i like the example i always give everyone is like look there are millions hundreds of rappers in the world but yeah. there's only one drake Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there are millions and millions of singers and people that can dance, but there's only one Chris Brown. And there was only one Michael Jackson. There was only one this. So, actually, the cream will rise to the top, which is fine. And that's just, that's what I love about this industry. You're so competitive, but if you're good at what you do, you've got nothing to worry about. Like, you will shine. Yeah. You will shine. So, going back to your question, how I deal with people doing that, it depends to what extent. If there's a lawsuit that needs to happen, then... Don't get me wrong. I'm more than happy to get the lawsuit. But at the same time... If Have you had to do that yet? Or you haven't had to go to those lengths? I've had to write a couple letters. Okay. Strongly worded yeah, letters. strongly worded letters to say, look, what are you doing? But off the back of that, then people kind of then respect it. Actually, no, we don't do that. That's one side of it. The other side of it is, look, if my format that I've just created is so easy for XYZ to do it, let me challenge myself. Let me go back out again and do something else. Mm. And let's see if you think that's that easy to do i like that like let me see how i can take it up an extra notch an extra level exactly to where that. it's like you said earlier it's not easy to just emulate and copy yeah and paste yeah yeah i like that I like exactly that. that and there's so much going on within the digital world and the mm-hmm. creative space that we're in and there's so many opportunities mm-hmm. um so for instance we just you know we had john boyega win the globe is it not the globe i think it was the globe I'm sure it was a club. <laughs> I'm going well to have to check it out. I'm, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. As well as Daniel Kaluuya. And, mm. you know, they have just reached heights that... 100%. Us being just from, like, these small cities in London, well, I say small in comparison Compared to, to, let's say, America. LA and, yeah. yeah um, and there's just so much opportunity that that is rising. Like, 
what do you think is making them stand out that other people are trying but just for some reason it's not happening for them in the same way that for for certain people let's say or even just like how um like we were saying with um philly and chunks and how they're the best in their game but for some reason there's maybe someone else a smaller creator who's trying to get to that level but for some reason they they're having a difficult time like dedication hard work Giovanni always says this to me let me try to remember it word for word he says hard work always beats talent when talent doesn't work hard enough oh yeah that's yeah hard work always beats talent when talent doesn't work hard enough now you got to remember this right and i'll use me as an example um until i was 20 i'm 30 now until i was 27 i had not put out a show and this is all within three years wow exactly but for the last from when i was like 20 from when i was at uni so from when i was at 18 i'd watch shows and and just understand what happens and why they're doing things and i'd fall in love with the stories and and all of that stuff but until i was 27 i had not put out a single show until i was 20 like i've directed shows now in that last three years fair enough you know i knew how to use a camcorder but i never really used a new camera Mm. If you look at some of the stuff on Philly's YouTube channel, Harry's YouTube channel, Harry Panera's YouTube channel, I film some of that stuff. I edit some of that stuff. So it's like, when you really now think about it, it was me going, I need to get the best in the game at that and I can learn from them. Right. Like, so, you know, in my team, I've got a guy called Leash and a guy called Dale and a guy called Jack. Those three guys are the best editors in the game. Like no one is anywhere close to them. So I'll, the times I'd ask Leash, how did you do that? when you did this would you do that like how did you how did you get to here how did you get to this like i would ask that question and then i'd go home and i started and i started editing properly in lockdown this time last year i was not this this time last year i was terrible at editing but this time last year is when like my friend's birthdays were happening i was like you know what i'm gonna do videos get everyone to send me their clips and then i'm gonna edit stuff and i'm gonna do because we're all in lockdown there's nothing to do that's when i learned how to edit that's when i learned how to film that's when I learned how to do everything else. But I spent time doing that. So it's just hard work, dedication and effort. And everyone who's talented will make it, can make it. But if they want it, they have to work for it. I like that. I like that. So let's talk about your producer role and all the amazing things that you've been doing. Yeah. So one, you are on IMDb, if I'm not. Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is it? Was it Ash who told me? Somebody told me, but it wasn't me. I didn't know, because I know when it first happened is when we did um, Young Bane's HBK, the prequel. Again, amazing. One one of my favourite jobs that we've done. And then somebody said, oh, wow, like, you've made it now. You've got your you've own got profile. You've got IMDb. All you need now is a Wikipedia. So, um, okay. Coming so you, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Why not? Why not? You need one. I feel like you've got the credentials. You've put in the work. So, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Wikipedia is coming. Yeah. Um, so, you... Executive producer. Executive produced. Yeah. Wade in the Water. Yeah. Joy, which is a short film. And you yeah. did that last year, I believe. So, which yeah. you've also mentioned, Young Bane's HBK, okay. the yeah. prequel. Yeah. Which is really cool, actually. Yeah. What else have you done that I may have missed? So out? every show that we see that goes out, I exec produce on it. And that's on the. So from Dust Issue, Fit, Chef Asylum, Questions, this, any, any, any of the shows that you see, like group chat, all of that, are all we, we exec produce you all of those. Produce. Yeah. Wow. When when do you sleep? Um. But that's one question. That's question. Yeah. The next question is um. 
obviously like we did say you know like you began with the tiny camcorder at home mm. and you were just recording your family to now you are producing films as well as mm-hmm. you know shows that are being seen by millions of people mm-hmm. like how did you begin with that like it was just what to, okay let me just see, try always, and yeah. see and then as a kid i was always inquisitive like i was always like if there was something left i wanted to kind of know about it mm. and just understand it like i did the same with tennis like my little sister said ah i want to play tennis and then mom bought a racket but one of the racket was too big so i just started using it and oh, i ended up okay. i ended up being like top 10 under 13s in zim so it's like, do you know what I mean? It's like How one of those things. How many lives have you lived? I think about six. <laughs> uh, no, 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 but that's the thing. Like I just, I used to just like, once I touch something and put my mind to it, I just believe everyone has it. Everyone has it in them. If you actually put your mind to it, you can do it. hundred percent. I'm a, I'm a walking testimony to that. I was yeah. an accountant three years, four years ago. Now you're here. Exactly. What's been your favorite projects that you've worked on? Carla, I love all the projects we've done. That's a big uh, one. That's a big question. Must be my favorite project. I have to rate them. I have to, can I? Can I like give you three at least? Because okay, I can't give me decide. Top two. Because top three. Top all right, three. top three. Uh, Shara's story. Loved working on that. Oh, Shara's story. Yes, tell me yeah. about that. Um, Loved working like that, on that. That was definitely trending for a little bit. And yeah, everyone it was, was like, like Ratman is incredibly talented. and like up in arms. Like it yeah. was amazing. Raps is incredibly talented. Javan is an incredible actor. Percy is an incredible actor. And I was just happy to be part of the team to just help out um, with, with, you know, some of the ins and outs of commercials and stuff like that and, you know, and whatever else I could at that stage. And I was just honoured to be part of that team that could get that project to go out. And all, all credit to Raps, man, is an incredible writer, an incredible director, incredible storyteller. And credits to Javan and Percy for actually doing... That's the first time I realised also, because that was like 2018, um, yeah. how much hard work goes into doing this and I, I would see them play two three different roles like Giovanni's finished just finished a scene he just jumps next to Ratman he watches the he watches the clip because actually not nah, maybe I can do that better and then like just watching that for me was a massive uh, you need to pull you need to pull your weight moment yeah, yeah yeah and I think when you work with people that are incredibly talented who are dedicated who are so focused mm-hmm um and just do incredible work like it makes you think i need to pull my socks up and be on their level yeah because like you get to a point where you're not comfortable just being like you're like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good or whatever but you want to feel like you're pulling your way and contributing yeah. just as much as everyone else on that team and mm-hmm. proving that you deserve to be here and that's the good thing because we're also friends so there's that natural competitiveness just as being friends so you can't be no, not like you can't be better than me, but you, yeah. I, I, you can't work. I can't be you slacking. Can't, yeah, you can't work harder than me. You could come up with better ideas and you could come up with better solutions, but I'm gonna work as hard for that solution to be the best solution that you've just come up with. Yeah. So you can't. I can't just be here not doing anything. Especially because I feel like you know the creative industry is such mm. a competitive space. It is a competitive space. Um, yeah. And funny enough, like I was, I was saying to my last guest. I just shop it that you know it's one of those industries where we're talking about the entertainment industry mm. and I was saying how it's a space where you're the hot person one minute everyone's talking about you you're you're the trending person it goes like that within the next year you could be forgotten about and it's on to the next person so you're it's only, like you have to be yeah. on at all times so we say this you're only as good as your last project 
So yeah. everything we put out has to be good, has to be excellent because you're only as good as your last project. Nobody will remember that, you know, we did Young Bane's prequel if, let's say, Dust the Shoe Fit was not great. Nobody really speaks about us doing Young Bane anymore. Everyone speaks about us doing Dust the Shoe Dust Fit, the shoe us doing Chef Asylum, us doing the stuff with, the, you know, with Aiden and Makai, which is like the move to me, like the next generation type of content. Everyone talks about that. Like, that's that's the stuff that I'm like, that's crazy. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's one. Two is Elephant in the Room. Um, I actually directed that as well. Oh, okay. I saw a small clip of that. And the one I, I did see was... Zizi Mills. The Zizi Mills one. Yeah. Again, I, An I only saw... An incredible show. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Yeah, incredible so I mean, show. I only saw like a small part of it, but I didn't see the rest of it. But yeah. I could see that he was about to go left <laughs> real quick. An, and an she was... absolutely beautiful show. Like, um, and that was from that like, poet and like, poet reached out through Vashti, and then I met up with poet and and Chucky to talk about doing the show. And when he started talking about it, I was like, bro, like this needs to be bigger. Like you've got you've got something here, and I was just, just don't worry, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah. And then you know we spent a few months just developing it, making sure it was tight, the location, the look, the feel, the production, everything. And then, yeah, and then I was like, do you know what, Paul? I'm actually going to direct this one because I really, I fell in love with the project so much. I actually wanted to direct it as well. Normally, I'm happy just exec producing, getting it all done, being yeah. creative, being part of the ideation, the writing, the, the consumption of the idea. Then I just then kind of hand it over to, to have someone else to take it over. Um, but I fell in love with it so much. I said, yeah, I'm definitely going to direct this. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, that's, that's joint first of my favorite stuff that I've done. Then the last one, Joy, for me. And Joy was beautiful. Give us a quick synopsis of like... Um, what Joy is, Joy is is a film that addresses some of the issues that we see in and around London, but all from a perspective of the mother. So you see oh, everything okay. through the shoulders of the mother and how the mother deals with that. So we had a, an, an incredible charity called Key for Life. We work with Universal Music, which we have a really good relationship with. Kind of come to us and say, look, uh, we, you know, we want to do a short film and... You know, there's this guy called Corey. He's, you know, he's, he's an incredible guy um, who has been, you know, been quite through a lot as well and he's got testimonies to tell. And he had a script that he had that he wanted to kind of develop into a film. Then we kind of took that script and then worked alongside the team and they were like, you know what, actually, let's completely change, not completely change it, let's use the inspiration from what you've written and let's change the angle a little bit because some of the stories have been told enough times yeah and yeah that's when we, like we need a fresh and new percy twist. percy and sharky wrote that like wrote the script um incredible script incredible well written a lady called sheila incredible director she directed that for us and that was my yeah that, i think that's my top three Sharo, elephant in the room enjoy Lovely, that's my lovely. Top three. Can we look forward to you producing more films in the oh, future? Oh yeah, we've got we we've on, got a couple like... short. We've got a couple. We've got a short film that we're going to do soon. Um, we've got a feature film, oh. which is got which is in the works. The only spoiler I'm going to give is it's going to have Javan and Percy in it. So fingers crossed, we get some of the answers we're waiting for, and we could come up with um, with with something. And we've got a TV commission, which I can't really talk much about but there's a tv commission and talks uh hopefully we can get we can get hopefully in the next kind of like month i'll be back again with all the costs and say right this is this is all we've okay. got and we've got this and we've got that I look but forward there is a to lot that. there I is a lot of stuff going on 
there's a lot of stuff going on um what about your collaboration with e4 like what's what's yeah that? there is something in the works there something okay. really exciting in the works there as well so from what i've read online is you will be producing something for e4 100 percent. maybe 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 two maybe four Oh, Maybe start, yeah. Can 100%. we get a little, little too soon? Teaser, yeah. Well, look, we're gonna we're gonna create great content. Like we're gonna create yeah. content with with the guys that everyone is gonna be like, this is what the channel represents and this is what E4 is about. And yeah, we're definitely looking forward to doing that. The we can share more closer. <laughs> But as as time comes, as time okay. comes. Yeah. So, what are you enjoying right now? Like, what's the your favorite part of this space that you guys are in as a company That's and a great with the future and what's to come? I'm actually enjoying the potential of what we can do. Like, we do we've done stuff right, and numbers are there and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But when I sit back and I look and like, we could actually do this. Like we could actually go out and actually do this, so I'm really enjoying that part. I I love the creative part. Like I love when it's a blank piece of paper and before you know it, it's a show that you then see, and it's got millions of views or it's got this brand interested or it's got this, it's got that. And like one of the things that I really that I loved doing, which I also exact and produced on it, was um this Amazon series that we've done called Love Stories, mm. because like I love. Like I'm getting older and as I'm getting older, I like certain type of content now and being in a position to create that type of content was great. Like I'm a sucker for love and all of that nonsense. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot for it. So um, with, because I've seen a couple of episodes of love the story. love story. That should be my top three really, I can't lie. So um, were you was, part of the team that was yeah, um, producing have, that? Yeah, that's our show. So yeah. that's, that's our show. I pitched it to Amazon. Amazon loved it. And I said, I went back to the team. I said, look, guys, you know, this idea that I had about this story, like Amazon, Amazon love it and they want to yeah. do it. So it's... for anyone that's not seen it, give us a little bit um, about what, what it's about. So it's a love story. Love story is, is basically you see Chunks and Philly go for a journey amid, uh, amid certain couples. So I've got exceptional love stories to tell. And for me, like, I'm a huge sucker for like. I'm a softy. I'm I'm actually a big softy. So, I like that. So, you know, it's it's not every day that men should pretend that they're hard body and nah, you like, know, like doing our parts of futures oh, team. No way, no way. I belong to the like, streets. I wanna order. make I wanna make someone's daughter a happy woman one day. That's Did that's, you hear that? that's that's me. Bora Bora everywhere we go, we do all of that stuff. He said um, hashtag relationship goals. We're gonna be in Bora we're gonna, Bora. We're gonna be doing it all. Like, I don't know who needs to de- I don't know who needs to hear this, <laughs> but I'll be sliding in his DMs. I've, I've got his DMs. So I, can, I, can, I can plug you. So so yeah. So I've always wanted to kind of do content in that realm where we celebrate some of the things that we don't really celebrate. Yeah. Um, so yes. Celebrate love and yeah. show that love can be beautiful. And it, that it does exist. And it, and yeah, exist among true people and it's not yeah. a script it's not it's people that it could be your neighbor it could be someone else that you know that's quite close so i've always wanted to kind of get something out in the world that does that's got really good reception amazon love it hopefully we get to do another season uh and meet some more exceptional couples and hear some more exceptional stories exceptional love stories yeah a little bit of a detour into what you're just talking about do you feel like it is hard to find love these days 150 like, percent. like i feel like it's the most difficult contract anyone can ever start to think about. Like nowadays, do you feel like the older generation had it easier than we do? I wouldn't say had it easier. 
I'd I'd say the older generation didn't have. I say I'm. Ah, right, cool. Like the roles in relationships, the the expectations and relationships were set from a younger age, right? Yeah. In, in the older generation, whereas in our generation, it's like, um, you want me to have everything that a fifty year old man has, and I've only lived half his life. But then you also don't have like the expectations are weird. Do you know? I don't think that's a new expectation. I feel like that expectation has always been there. No, but it's and I feel like it's definitely a bit more flexible now than it was before. Whereas like before, it, it wasn't negotiable that you as the man be a provider. Whereas like now we see it's a lot more. But it's, mixed, I, I don't think uh, mixes and, I still and, think and different, differentiations yeah. of what marriages look like or what partnerships look like. Yeah. Therefore, I feel like it's a bit more flexible. I think, but I think it's a lot more difficult because. I feel like love, maybe maybe it was always like this and I just never saw it like that. Yeah. But I feel like being with someone and, you know, going all the way with someone is more of a business deal than it is a love deal. Like, I feel like people look at what, how easier or how convenient their life is going to be with you than than without you before as, as one of the top three things that they, they put on their checklist. Yeah. So but it's then like I'd... really, really, it's, it's, it is a lot more difficult because, and there is just this consensus that nobody trusts anybody. So, yes. so because no one trusts anyone, it's like you're an idiot for trusting. Like that's happened to me. Like I've gone to my friends, I'm like, oh, like, sh- I'm a bit heartbroken. Like, why would you trust like that? Do you get what I mean? It's like, yeah. then I think about it, I was like, yeah, why would I trust like that? But that shouldn't be the case. But it's like, it should be. Because my space. my default is to trust until you show me why I cannot trust you. But See, over time, I've had to change that. Like you're saying, like, mm, like why would you just trust that that mm, person's got you or that person means what they say? You know. I just yeah. From when I speak to like when I speak to Ma, I speak to my uncles, I speak to you know, I speak to my grandma a lot about some of these things. And when she's when she explains to me what it was like, I mean, my grandparents were married for sixty years. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like beautiful. Like I always say this, I never saw my parents kiss, but I saw my grandma and my grand and my granddad kiss. Oh. That's the first time I actually felt like it was okay to show affection to to ever that you're with. Yeah. I saw that through my grandparents. And what they had was beautiful. And it's like, does that still really exist? It does. It re- it does. But it's very rare. It's very no, rare. Do you know, I don't think it's rare. I just think that people are hiding it. But do you know what? Let's People are out here in love. People are in love, but they're just not showing it. Like, but why? Why? Why would you be in love and not show it? I think that's the thing because we want to try and protect it for whatever reason. I don't know. I think we're all just scared. Whether it's like, oh my god, what if I lose it, or what that's, if I get go. divorced, so and so all of these doubts that come, not necessarily doubts, but all of these thoughts that you have, mm-hmm. and then people. It's the whole thing of like people don't show their partners or like people just, don't. Yeah. You know? I feel like, it's less that. It's more that people are scared to have the honest conversation. Honest conversation about what? About how they feel about each other, what they want out of life and what they want out of whatever it is they're having. And yeah. a lot of things are left to assumptions. And when a lot of things are left to assumptions, things always go left. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, I'll give you an example, right? Me and you are talking and I go quiet for a couple of days. I'm going through stuff. You're also going through stuff at that time, right? And you're going to assume that I'm doing something. But I just need some time. Yeah. Or I'm just going to assume, like, right, well, you're not feeling me normal. 
Do you see what I'm saying? But all yeah. I just, I actually need to fix something that's going on with me. Now, two so, sides, so, so two why sides not of that equation. That? I was going to say, two sides of this equation. I've messed up now. I haven't come to you and say, look, babe, like this is this is what I'm going through and I just need a bit of time. But at the same time, you haven't gone, you're like, before you even got to anywhere, why are you moving like this? It's a bit weird. This is not like you. But, yeah. But now we're both in this situation where what could have been a beautiful thing is based on his assumptions. Now, let's say we get over that hurdle. But I haven't forgotten it, though. It's on my list. Did you get it? Yeah, no, I get but it. But then you don't have that conversation with me to go, you know, I didn't really like it when you ghosted well, you me did. that time and yeah. you did X, Y, Z. You don't have that conversation with me. What you do do is you go to your girlfriend's. And talk. Well, no, I, and there's I, nothing I wrong with like, that. There's nothing you know wrong what? with no, that. I, I think that's definitely a more childish thing to do. Like something you may have done when you were like twenty or whatever. But yeah. at this age, talk about everything. Like as my friend will say, no one will beat you. Yeah. Just because exactly. Like, who, who's gonna beat you? Yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like so, it's like just be honest and say, oh, you did X Y Z. Please really, don't yeah, do that. I didn't again. like it. Yeah, but that's that's what's missing. I also feel like oh, there's an element, maybe I'm speaking from experience, maybe, but there's an element where people try to move on too quickly while they're still healing from other situations they were in. And now the next person, the next girl or the next guy is paying the tax for what the last, what person, the last person did to you. Exactly that. And I just feel like also there is there is just an element of like, you don't really know what you want, but you expect me to be what you want, but you don't know what you want. So how are you going to, do you know what I mean? How am I going to fit the bill that you don't even know you have and you can't even tell me what the bill is? It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just long. Yeah, there's, there's a whole lot to it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I feel like love is definitely there. And, you know, listen, in lockdown, people were out here falling in love, getting pregnant out of nowhere. We, but we'll find out on June 21st. <laughs> <laughs> we'll really That's find true. out on June the 21st. The streets opening June yeah, 21st. the pavements are clean. People can walk on the pavements. Let's see who belongs to the streets and who doesn't. Who doesn't? Wow. Yeah. So, do you belong to the streets? Is the question is of the today's question. episode. Well, we'll find out on June 21st. <laughs> June 21st to tell us all. Yeah, for sure. But, um, okay, so what can we look forward to from you? I mean, the... more shows. Yeah. Um, Definitely more shows. More challenging shows as well. More stories that are very hard-hitting and facing Yes, and, please. Actually, yeah. Can, can I can I make a request from me to the Wolf Entertainment, please? Mm. Can we get definitely more of the love stories, more of the mm -hmm. real life stories? I mean, 100%. we we love the entertainment and we love the funny content that you give us, but mm -hmm. we also want to feel connected. A hundred percent. So when when we create content, we go through phases, right? And then, but the one thing that we always say is we want content that drives emotion. Whether it makes you cry, whether it makes you smile, whether it makes you laugh, or makes you sad, or makes you happy. Um, I can't just always make you happy. Sometimes I might want to make you cry so that you get in touch with your emotions a little bit. Sometimes I want to make you feel hopeful when I give you like a love stories and you go, oh my God, yeah, love does exist because you've seen it. This is These are not 85 year olds. These are people that are all below the age of 40 and they, live, they have this thing and they're doing this and whatever it is. And, yeah, a hundred percent. There is a very, the, that's the main reason why we rebranded. So we were wall of comedy before, and now we've gone to wall of entertainment because we don't just do comedy. You know, we've got some just a basic factual entertainment shows. We've got like you know, we've got stuff like the love stories. That's not comedy. We've got dramas. We've got films. We've got short films. There's a lot of stuff that we. There's a lot of stories to be told 
uh, a lot of black joy to be celebrated and told in a way that that actually makes sense black love to be shown yeah do you know what and white you st- um, to be honest and the last colors. to two years last two years I've been tra- I've been writing a black love story yes I can't wait soon. to see it You'll be ready I cannot wait to see because you know it. what you know, this, this is how it happened right so I was just sitting at home I was like okay cool if I was to go oh I'm seeing someone or whatever then I'd say oh let's watch a movie what am I going to put on Okay. That's what made me go. That's sad. What would you put on? Oh. There you I go. Think you That's would... it. Done. Done. <laughs> Done. 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 It's like you fully have to think about it. Exactly. But then again, I feel like because sometimes we're so spoiled for choice, we. But would you say dip- you're spoiled for choice? It's Valentine's uh, Day. You and Bay are watching. You want to watch a romantic movie. It's Valentine's Day. What are you and Bay putting on? Do you know? You probably watch a, an old classic like. Love and basketball, That's something it. like that. Or, That's as far as it um, goes. It's supposed to be the holiday. Do you know what? I saw this um, series. It wasn't mm-hmm. a film, like a series. It was made in Zimbabwe. The quality of it was amazing. The storyline was super cute. And the relationships within that. And it was just kind of following this couple. Mm-hmm. Well, this two teenagers as they were going into the... From friends into a relationship mm-hmm. and just that whole journey of it but it was so so simple but i just i loved it and it it was nostalgic as well because it was in shona um but i enjoyed it for the simplicity of it and how it just reminded me like at the end of the day we all want the same thing as much as we but there isn't there hasn't been for me there hasn't been a love story that's been told so far that's like 21st century modern day modern day man modern day girl slash woman that would watch and go yeah you know i can relate to that and british and there British. is there is not British black love stories. No, no, there isn't. So please, we need that. So, we, we need a it's, it's black in, it's British love story. It's coming. It's coming with the full. Oh, do you know? Let me not even say that because that, that's, what, <laughs> that's a whole that's kind a, of words. Because I was going to say, that's yeah, it's a political one. Because I was going to say, yeah, with the full black cast, cast directors, a writers. black girl who but, is not. But there's nothing wrong with that though. Towards the vanilla side. But you but you should request that. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable saying that. Yeah. But that's the thing. We're we're in a space where, where? we feel uncomfortable about saying the things that we want or saying mm-hmm. particular things because we are just walking on eggshells. hundred percent. Um and don't want to trigger anyone. We don't want to be polit- politically incorrect. We don't want to 100%. offend anybody. So it's like anything that we do say has to be carefully thought out. Which is hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So before I let you go, we're gonna do a game. We're gonna play a game. Okay. Yeah. So I always win, by the way, and I'm very competitive. <laughs> and it's, I'm it's very competitive. It's, it's, it's not against me. It's not against me. So it's oh. more so against yourself. Go on in. Yeah. So this is going to be this or that, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give you an option of this or that, and mm. you have to pick one, and you have to answer as quick as possible without overthinking it. Cool. Right. Yeah? I'm okay. ready. So jump to fifty years old mm-hmm. with twenty million. Or start your life again with the knowledge you have now. Start my life again with the knowledge I have now. Be an executive producer on short films forever or produce YouTube content forever. Die. Because <gasps> I love doing both. You have to pick one. Uh, 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 uh. I would go exec produce for short films. You gave me a loophole because short films can live on YouTube. But i take that one. Okay. <laughs> See. Love or money? Love. Oh. 100%. Okay, this one's going to be a bit tricky because I'm sure you, you love them both. Chunks or Philly? I can't choose. 
this is one that I actually cannot choose. No, you have to. Nah, nah. Is that me going your mum or your dad? Or your sister or your other sister? Do you know what I mean? Depends on who's who's not been annoying me lately. No, nah, I love them both. I can't I can't pick one. Okay, spend the weekend with one or the other. Who are you picking? Ah, uh, this is the thing. I love them both. And I have great I like from here I'm going to Chunks' house. So it's like I got do you know what I mean? Like it's not Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Okay, so for that, tonight you're picking chunks then. Hey, I'm gonna answer your question. I'll pick Philly because Philly always invite chunks. <laughs> Do you know they, I feel like they come in the packet still. You get exactly. one. Yeah, whichever one I go like, with. Buy one, get one free, that, like two for one kind yeah, of vibes. The other one is gonna invite the other one. I Done. love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's, it's been, been a good. pleasure. It's been good. I like this. This is the first time I've had a discussion with someone and doesn't it doesn't give me the oh, yeah. What, what what's what's that? What's the No, do you know what like, a lot of people like just you ask questions that you go like I always ask myself this, right? If if I had five minutes with like Will Smith, I would ask him. Last time I'd ask him is what's his name and how old he is and stuff I can find on the internet. I wanna know some juicy stuff. Yeah. And I wanna know like some mechanism things that I can't just read. And I feel like this is the first time I've had a chat with someone and it's felt like that. Whereas everyone else has just been like Like most interviews are just very like, like So how old are you? structured so, in the typical questions yeah that you, you it's like yeah oh good so that means i did my job thank now you so done. much <laughs> well i liked it I um it. so yeah i will link all your information in the description box so they can find you follow you make sure they check yeah. out you guys' youtube 100 percent. check out all of comedy instagram check out all of entertainment youtube yeah, check you out. guys are doing amazing haven't you got something like i read somewhere it's about like billions of views now oh yeah we, yeah i say oh yeah like it's, like it's casual let, no hey, one stop, just stop it, stop no it. one just racks <laughs> up billions of views on youtube just, nah, nah, just stop like it, that stop you it. know nah, we, we, we have i'm trying of... to be like you so i'm trying to be like no nah, i need to be like look at you look at your setup this is <laughs> this is great like nah um yeah we we've done okay yeah. There's there's still more to do. No, you've um, you've done amazing. Task, I um, you do you do, but you've also done absolutely amazing. Um, there's like I said before we started actually, there is a generation of people that are watching you guys and are super inspired by what you're doing and have learned that. so much from what you're doing. I appreciate that. And what you know what, like this is our thing. Like me, J and P, like the one thing that we always remind each other every single time we do anything is the aim is not to live forever but to create something that will. Personally love saying and that. And you're creating content that will live forever. Like you said, content exactly. is currency and it's literally going to You live be, a legacy, you live content, future. you live a blueprint and people that can live forever and generate and generate and generate and generate. For sure. That's the And aim. yeah, that is it for this episode. Until the next one, we are out. Thank you. Do we clap out? Do we say please? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.